good talking with y'all. I will turn the mic and the headphones over to Amy so y'all can talk about something important. I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, no, we can't. Oh, no, really? Yeah, we I can't. Different. <laughs> yeah, we can't hear you. <laughs> hey, that's lucky. Two more minutes and we would have uh, recruited Paul. You had been off the podcast, season two. <laughs> I'm glad I stepped in. Y'all remember Amy? We don't. <laughs> 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 well, you know, when you go back and you the seasons of, of um, oh, I don't know, like TV shows and stuff, and you go back and you watch the first scene, and you're like, oh, you're right. There was that weird person in the corner of the office. It's going to be me. Yeah. Hey, this is Robert. I'll let you in on a secret. The Outfall podcast is an excuse. Really. It's an excuse for us to do something extra give back, tell some stories, be curious at the end, learn and laugh. If only you knew how much laughter we have to edit out for each one of our stories, it would be shocking to many. You know, we were working just this past month on several of our normal monthly water stories, but then the pandemic hit. So instead of pausing, we decided it'd be great just to call each other, turn on the microphones and and hit record. We will continue to roll out our normal monthly stories, but we'll also supplement these with less edited recordings, what we're calling dispatches from our bunkers. Today, we share some of our favorite moments from season one. So what have y'all been doing today that's been different? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how well that microphone picks up? Yeah. I assume this isn't going to be quality audio. (laughs) They're not... (laughs) Are you going to use this in the in the episode talking about what I'm doing? Because I'm still finishing my salad. Sorry. That's got to be disgusting for them. I'm sorry. You know, hey, David, this, this fits with the times right now. You know, I've switched to working at the house permanently or semi-permanently this week, which is new for me. I'm not driving 85. But so many of our conference calls now with everyone, since everyone's working out of the house, I'm hearing dogs, you know, kids, chaos. But I instituted a new rule. You cannot apologize for the background noise. Mm. Ah, I see. <laughs> I thought about that it's, today. I was on a conference call with a whole bunch of people, and it was crystal clear silence in the background of all of them, like trying to keep the dogs and child quiet. It's Miriam. Oh, yeah. So Miriam talked to me Sunday night. was like, you're going to be able to go into the office, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, I can still go in. She's like, okay, good, because I don't think I would be able to do anything with you here. So it's kind of interesting because even though she's she stays at home with the kids, but she was now going to have to homeschool two of our Ooh. kids. She always has yeah. time on this one. But, um, but the funny thing is, yeah. like, sure, I can stay home and whatnot, but it's hard for me to get anything done with the kids around. But also mm-hmm. for Miriam, like, even if I sequester myself in a room, um, well, that that's great, except that it takes that room away from her like like she uses the whole house she puts kids in different rooms and has different activities going on and needs to you know do laundry and what <laughs> like close mm-hmm. the door and work it elsewhere so if i'm home and taking up a room that really gets in her way <laughs> so well, it's funny. Uh, I think when was it? Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, my wife, Kristen, uh, had a talking to with me 
I was I was downstairs in my boxers working on the computer, and she's like, "No, you will dress yourself in the morning every morning. <laughs> yes, so, and you will shave. So that's sort of our. Uh, Paul already asked if he could grow out his beard for the quarantine. <laughs> so to get back on topic, I, I did think of one question. And maybe you can think about what was your favorite episode or your kind of your fondest memory and maybe even something behind the scenes that no one knows. My other memory, too, is one of those recording sessions that we did. And it might have been the water missions one that I don't have a laptop. And I remember hauling this dang iMac (laughs) halfway across campus. (laughs) I mean, it was hot. I think it was September. And, you know, and for y'all that don't know, that was like the Water Missions interview was that the first one that we tried to do kind of all, all the ones before that we, we were interviewing folks face to face. And so that one was doing a remote. We, we didn't know what we were doing. And I, I just no. remember, do y'all remember that? We, I yeah. hauled that in. I think there we had- an echo. <laughs> there's echoes. And we had the head dude at Water Missions on the phone. And we're like, oh my God. And I, I remember, Ladner, you left the room at one point, right? To try to figure out the quality. Hurricane Dorian hit this area of the Bahamas with 185 mile per hour sustained winds, gust up to 220 miles per hour, 20 foot storm surge. And then also on top of that, 30 inches of rain. I do have a special place in my heart for the Ron Rash episode because it's kind of the first one. And, and, you know, I think we might need to circle back to sort of the, uh, the the word that comes to mind is the artsy fartsy sort of kind of stuff at some point. Do you remember some of his quotes? Yeah. He, I mean, he just, he's a great author. He has a way with words and I don't know, that episode was just a little more, Sentimental, a little more tug at your heartstrings kind of thing. Western North Carolina, where there still was a lot of folklore about water. My grandmother would never let me go to the spring house. Uh, I loved to catch salamanders and crayfish as a child, but she would not let me disturb the um, salamanders in the uh, spring house. And it was because she felt like they were the guardian spirits of the water. Wow. And then. I think the other thing that uh, that I remember a lot is going to Dave Worth's lab. Oh, yeah. And um, so Amy wasn't with us at that time. I feel like that might have been the first one we, like, did together. The cool thing about that is we got to be sort of on location. And, mm. like, the podcast was in was an avenue for me to be exposed to a new thing, to see some things and I was like going on tours of water treatment plants or tours of manufacturing facilities or whatever. And this was a tour of a lab where they're doing innovative things and feel like, um, I don't know, feel like I was a better person for having to see what they're doing. You know, like I, I was educated in a, in a very hands-on way. So those are a couple of good memories for me. That's funny. I actually ran into somebody the other day. It's like, Oh, you know, there's someone who I think you might like. Have you ever heard of Dave Worth? I was like, huh, but you should mention that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's fascinating. Physical modeling simply fills 
a niche where the CFD isn't as strong in. So the best way to kind of describe that is CFD, computational fluid dynamics, um, solves a set of three complex equations, and part of those equations has a, a turbulence term in it, and that's difficult to quantify. Turbulence is hard to Interpreting George Green was definitely a memorable one just because that was the first time we did someone remotely. But I think probably after that, it would be when we were doing the wipes episode and somehow by a strange mix of things going on, I ended up with small infant Elliot trying to keep him asleep in your kitchen while recording oh, yeah. and then grabbing him and trying to keep him from making sounds throughout the interview. It's funny that you mentioned though that uh, yeah, behind the scenes on that one was kind of crazy. But that one that one episode, I don't know if you know, but it seemed like I got a lot of good feedback on that one. You know, there was a lot of folks that came up to me and said, hey, I didn't know they sent divers down there. Like, uh, light doesn't help them in any way. And they just wait as the cage takes about 45 minutes to descend to the bottom. They, they explain it as getting gradually hotter and hotter and hotter till they reach the bottom. Because just like a compost pile that steams in the winter, wastewater is cooking at the very bottom as well. And so it's, it's extremely This is Robert. Can't believe how fast season one flew by. We've recorded other dispatches with friends joining us that we'll be releasing soon. You know, I know it's tough out there, but we are all in this together and we'll all get through this together. Until next time, for David, Amy, and I, thanks for listening.